Hi, welcome to Salt and Burn This. I'm Sammy. And I'm Valerie. And this is our Supernatural Rewatch podcast. Each week, we're going to break down an episode in order with lots of details, so nothing's left out. (laughs) And we throw in some personal nuggets and stories and research to mix it up just a little bit. Because not only are we fans of the show, but like Sam and Dean, we've also had our fill of road trips. Yeah, but for theater, not for hunting ghosts and demons. And not in a super sexy muscle car. Anyway, shall we? We shall. Well, cheers to being done with your season. Thank you. Uncheers for being done with <laughs> the place forever. With yes. <laughs> with the with the company forever. Yes, I'm, I'm excited. It was a hard season. I thought it was going to be like one of our easier seasons to do, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be super difficult. And then on top of it, the company closed. So, <laughs> yay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but what again, I, I knew. Bummer. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Um, so I've had more time to deal with it emotionally than the rest of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's a lot of angry angry people out there and not just uh the company members but um patrons and uh the the town you know Mm -hmm. that this that this theater is in uh a lot of outrage um and a lot of uh deafness tone deafness um Mm. by the board you know and trying to listen to us and yeah they they literally are you know closing us down closing um the conservatory which is the young young artist program is probably going down to nothing as well and yet they erected a sign in front of building that says you know a fundraiser to you know renovate this building over here it's like wow how tone deaf are you you know begging for money to renovate a building that's standing as opposed to let's raise money for the arts that yeah you know have been around for 94 years this opera company has been around for 94 years and they're just like nah, it's easier to just let it go jesus yeah but on a happy note uh the shows were fantastic good it was a really cool experience really yay cool. A little irony that the, you know, we did Sweeney Todd, the demon Barbara of Fleet Street, so that all during rehearsal, I was like, you know, singing, you know, the demon Barbara of Fleet Street. And I was like, hey, Sam and Dean, they battle demons, but this guy is a real demon, you know, <laughs> like, like this guy is, yeah. you know, Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett are demonic people. Yes. <laughs> so I was always thinking about Supernatural during Sweeney Todd. Just slightly, not like, you know, hey, everybody, <laughs> yeah. do you watch Supernatural? Because <laughs> they hunt ghosts and demons. <laughs> Sweeney Todd just slices people up and Mrs. Lovett serves them into meat pies. <laughs> On that note, let's record a podcast. Season 4, Episode 18, The Monster at the End of This Book. An author has been writing books about Sam and Dean since 2005. The boys try to figure out how he knows so much about them. Story by Julie Siege, 
teleplay by Julie Siege and Nancy Weiner, <laughs> directed by Mike Roll. Okay. I'm so sad for anyone with that last name. <laughs> it's just like, oh. Yeah. Could you could you put an H in there? Weiner? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because no, we're all children. Yep. We're just all children. Um, speaking of children, the uh, the monster at the end of this book mm-hmm. is a Sesame Street book. Did you not know this? I did not. <laughs> I, I, I... Okay, so I remember in the last episode when I said something like, I actually under- know what this is referring to. And you nope. said something, I don't remember what it was, but it was like, I don't... I don't think, I don't that think she Valerie does. knows. No. <laughs> no, I mean, once I looked it up, yes, I remember the book. Oh, okay. But you have to remember that there's a lot more time between the time that you last saw that book title uh, and when not, I last saw that book that title. Not that much more time. Not that yeah. much more time. And I'm going to use your sister's <laughs> argument against you. You have <laughs> no, nieces. Yeah. And nephews. I have none of those things. <laughs> yes, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> um, yeah, so Grover. Mm-hmm. It's a Sesame Street book about Grover. Um, it's a very cute book. It's very cute, but it's like him trying to, like, you know, scare children away from, like, getting to the end of the book because, you know, don't go to the end of the book. There's a monster at the end of the book. He himself is also scared. He's just right. like, oh, no, I don't want to meet the monster. Stop turning the pages. That You're just getting closer to the end of the book. We're going to meet the monster. Why would you do that? And then he's and then the he monster gets, at the end like, of this oh. book. <laughs> but, I mean, but brilliant writing, though, because it was actually written to get kids to want to read to yeah. the end of the book. Yeah. You know, which, you know, when you're little, you don't do that. You know, you don't. You just like the, you want to see what the book is about. And then once you do, you're like me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the monster den of this book, um, amazing. Parents everywhere hated it. I'm sure, having to read it over and over oh. and over and, <laughs> and over again. Because I was one of those kids, you know, that when I, when I got stuck on a book, it was a nightly thing for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, but that is every child with almost any book. Yeah, written, that's true. So, all right. So our then there is no then. Nope. No recap. And I can't there, has there been an episode where there was no recap before? Um I, I think there's like, probably one. I do like feel it, like there was one other one that I was that like, just oh, well, in. it just jumped right in probably because they just had to get all the time yeah. in that they needed. Yeah. And this is also one that didn't start with a a horrible murder or a mysterious right. death of any kind. In fact, nobody dies in this episode. You are correct. I yeah. just went. I just went through the list. I was like, eh, "Sammy, you are correct." Nobody dies, but yeah, this the the teaser itself is well. I was gonna say it's a continuation of the episode, but they're all continuations of the episode. But it's not like the boys are involved in the teaser, right? You know, it's not well, something there's... that happened that then the boys find out later before the title splash. When I say teaser, I mean pre-title splash pre-title splash yeah usually it's like a family or a couple that got in an argument and then you know he stabs her with a knife (laughs) (laughs) right right that was actually one of my questions is what brings sam and dean into this episode 
N- no one knows. It's no. never it's never explained because it starts off with um, the guy in a robe on a couch, you know, mm-hmm. drunk and passed out, yep. having fits from a dream, and then it kind of like flashes into the scene where the boys as FBI agents walk into a comic book store and ask questions about the building being haunted. Right. <laughs> as they do. Yes. Or as they have. You know, it's it's a typical scene somewhere in Supernatural. Yeah. And uh, I, I did write down, what were their aliases? They were... Uh, DeYoung and... Yeah, DeYoung and Shaw. From what band? Sticks? Sticks. Yep. Sticks. So they're asking these questions, and then the manager gives an unexpected reaction. Be like, oh, I know what you guys are doing. You're LARPing. And, <laughs> like, just like, and the guys are like... <laughs> LARPing. Come again? <laughs> yeah, which is the first time that they mentioned LARPing in Supernatural, not the last. Um, but yeah, live action role playing. So the comic book oh, shop owner thinks these guys are like fans of two two characters in a book, in a comic book. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like trying to be like, you know, that book, uh, Supernatural, you're those two guys. And he lists <laughs> these names that are like, <laughs> you know, Sal and Dane and what was it? What was the other one? Steve and Steve Dirk. and Dirk. And I wrote down, I said, were these names ever actually character options? Like were they were <laughs> oh, they ever I names that know. were floated as the actual names for the characters? <laughs> that would be funny. Oh my gosh. But yeah, he's like, you know, you're you're those and Sam and Dean are like, you mean Sam and Dean? Yeah, yeah. You know, those guys who travel around trying to like hunt ghosts using fake rock aliases like fake you know yeah he's he's got their mo down flat yeah (laughs) and they're they're just like oh shit what What? books you know that never really took off and (laughs) they weren't very popular so they didn't they didn't sell for very long kind of had a cult underground following and i was like you know totally true because again i didn't watch the show when it was on on yeah i didn't find out about it until it was on repeats right on netflix yep well on the wb but it was on it was always on it was always on repeat after charmed ah yeah yeah i mean that's i'm not i'm not a fan of charmed um it was just (laughs) that was the order that was the order that it's on still it's on a like tnt or something like that but yeah he goes to the bargain bin (laughs) (laughs) pulls out a book it's the first edition and it's all about the woman in white uh so immediately all the boys say we're gonna need all the copies of this title that you have in the store but it's not just like a book the cover art on this book Oh, yes, because we see this a little bit like in this in the title. The title slash is not our usual title slash. It's like a new fun. It's kind of like the Christmas one. They did something different. And there was a monster movie one. They did something different. Mm -hmm. This is something different. And it's like a very cheesy 80s guitar riff of the cover art of this book. And Sam looks like Fabio, a shirtless Fabio. And that's pretty much all you need to know. About- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's Fabio with the long hair. He's holding a shotgun. He's standing in front of the Impala. And I think the other guy, the dark haired guy, is holding, like, I'm assuming it's a bag of salt <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like on his shoulder. 
you know, vest, no shirt, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. total like bodice ripper type of romance novel cover. And I loved it. I absolutely yep. loved it. And yeah, so the title splash, like you said, after the title splash, the the credits were all of these cover arts for all the books. So you saw um, uh, the woman in white one. Mm-hmm. You saw Scarecrow, Wendigo, Route Six Six Six, The Benders. Okay. Yeah, because there was like a, a there was it was kind of like a, a monstery thing. Yeah, I, I was like, that... is that is that one of those weird children? You know, from the from the kids oh. are all right. I couldn't tell what that one was because I yeah. didn't see the title of it. I think it was um, Wendigo. You're probably right. And then Bobby um, is in there somewhere. Bobby looks like Bobby. Like he doesn't look yeah. like a bodice ripper, like no, super buff guy. He's just well, Bobby. Did maybe I thought Bobby was Benders? Maybe I mistook Bobby as like a redneck guy from. Maybe Benders. I mistook a Benders from for Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Oh. <laughs> um, and but anyway, back, back to Bobby. Anyway, fabulous. Um, and the title it was the title splash was you know Supernatural by Carver Edlund. Yes. And of course, Carver Edlund is a, a conglomerate name of two of the writers on the show, Jeremy Carver and Ben Edlund, yep. which together, it honestly makes a great pen name. It totally does. Carver Edlund. Carver Edlund. Yes. Yeah. Which is funny that when you meet Carver Edlund, you're like, oh, <laughs> because he's just like completely disheveled, you know, sleeps in his bathrobe yeah, with 30 yeah. boxers. But before we get into the episode, just a couple call-outs of, of guest stars. Oh, yes. Um, we have Rob Benedict as Chuck, who we'll meet in just a few. Um, mm-hmm. I know him best from Waiting, which is kind of a cult classic comedy, um, raunchy comedy, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. think it did very well, but I loved it because it's all about being a, a waiter or a server like that kind of world in a restaurant waiting that's ryan reynolds is in it oh my god Um, oh yeah and he's ryan reynolds you know (laughs) being himself and and rob benedict plays like basically the exact same guy as this guy just like really (laughs) kind of nervous twitchy like oh i don't know um the guy who plays sweets in bones is in it (gasps) Oh my gosh, I love him. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I loved that movie. It's not that great, but it just but I felt that's how you like know him. um some solidarity with it just because if you've ever been a server in a restaurant, you can identify with this movie. Gotcha. <laughs> and at least gotcha. one part. <laughs> and I don't know this actress very well, but just calling her out because she's a supernatural repeat. Uh, Keegan Connor Tracy, she plays the publisher, who we'll also meet in just a minute. She was on Usual Suspects as Karen Giles. 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 Yes. uh, Giles, yeah. Giles, whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah. Totally didn't recognize her. No, that's great. All right. She has has a great part in this, too, as the publisher. Yeah. (laughs) Publicist, yeah. After the title splash, we see a pile of supernatural books on the bed. Basically the <laughs> same ones that we saw from the title splash. There's Wendigo, Scarecrow, The Benders, Route 666, which uh, Dean is reading. Um, Route 666. The racist 666. truck. Yeah, the racist truck <laughs> and him having sex. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is everything about us. He's like, even, he's like, the racist truck 
even me having sex yeah is in this book like this is bad <laughs> yeah all the details are parallel and uh, yeah. sam has found fan websites oh dear oh dear um, now i was never like a fan website person um for anything no me neither um i can only imagine what a fan website would be in 2009 i don't think anything near what what the fandom is like now you right know, especially think... especially given what the one thing they describe as like the shocking thing that they find on the website <laughs> you know i mean it it talks about uh there there's always the fans who don't like you know who are very vocal yes they should do complain the... a lot yeah like one of the fans called it craptastic and you know it's so Dean's a little hurt that <laughs> that people think their lives are craptastic. Yes, craptastic. But then Sam is like, "No, keep reading. <laughs> it gets worse than just opinions." And he's like, "There's Sam girls, and there's Dean girls, and then there's Sam slash Dean fans yeah. Sla slash fans, which slash are Sam fans. slash Dean, which uh, I, th I, th I think in this in this world they they call Winchest." <laughs> Uh, no, 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 Wincest, Wincest. Wincest, yes. Which is so yes. wrong. It I is. Just, and I could have done without that particular glance. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, I was like, yeesh. Yep, yep. He, he also finds a list of books that are out and like published and into the world. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> they're all titles from the actual show, from the season. Mm -hmm. Not all of them. Uh, books 1 through 16 are season 1 titles, books 17 through 19 are season 2, and books 20 through 24 are season 3. Oh, good job. I, well, I, <laughs> I, started, I started writing the ones that were missing, and I was like, no, 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 this is no, like, no, taking no. way too long. <laughs> yeah, I see, but you still want to step further. I wrote Mishmash. That's oh. what I wrote down. <laughs> I, said, I said, it's not all of them, it's a Mishmash it of, is a of mishmash. episodes. Um, they do so. go in order, you know, so it's not like uh you know season three seven comes before three right four because it ends with dean going to hell yeah which was the end of the previous season, season three mm -hmm. yeah so <laughs> and dean's like well big fan of that episode yeah <laughs> and so they're like well we have to go find the author we mm -hmm. have to find who's writing these books and of course my question is again why why well, are they on this mission i think they got side quested you know they were there into, on a quest crap, yeah right. into the comic book store and then they all of a sudden were like "Fuck the comic book store what who is this guy how does he know Writing so much about us what's going on we gotta like yep forget yeah, it there's a ghost in there he can <laughs> he'll just have to stay there for a while you know? yeah let him stay in the walls let the lights <laughs> flicker it's fine yep. um so they don't find the uh, the the author because it's a pen name, and so they can't track down you know this guy because they can't find his address or anything like that. But they do find um, his publisher. Mm -hmm. Enter uh, what's her butt with the name I can't pronounce. Guy uh, <laughs> previously Giles. <laughs> her name in this is Sarah Siege, which is a, a, a mishmash of Sarah Gamble and Julie Siege, who are like writers slash producers on the show. They tried really hard on this episode, oh, yeah. didn't they? 
um so sam and dean find uh the publisher they their aliases this time is that they're journalists writing a story about uh the supernatural books yeah <laughs> the underserved community <laughs> she's very excited about this because she's a huge fan of the books and especially the boys especially when they cry because they oh are just gosh. so sensitive um <laughs> <laughs> favorite fan moments uh so she described some of her favorite moments from their lives uh except she made one mistake because she brings up um she's like it was so sad when you know sam had to kill um madison after mm -hmm. just having lost jess and you know finally mm -hmm. and she goes like this when sam had to kill uh... madison and like she stabby made a stab. stab a yep, stab, she made a stabby stab, stab motion. And it's like, oh, Chuck mm -hmm. got it wrong. Um, or the actress did. And, <laughs> or maybe it was just an unconscious, like, maybe she was literally going, oh, it was so sad. But she she did yeah. this. She made the gesture just as she was saying, Sam killed yeah. Madison. Uh, and, you know, just after he lost Jess. And, you know, and of course the boys are like reliving the every moment yeah, that she's yeah. she's like these were my favorite moments, and each one of them is like this like painful, painful yeah. moment for them. And uh, and then she goes on to say, well, you know, it's you know, it's it was nice reading about real men, you know. And Sam and Dean are like, what do you? Yeah, they're real men. They're a little chuffed. <laughs> they're like, yes. excuse me. And then somewhere in this conversation it turns because they're just so incredulous at all of this they're like oh my god i get like i can't i can't yeah. i can't yeah she's like and wait a minute i don't think your real fans prove it so right. she has them like rattle off all of these these um, quiz she has like a quiz oh, yeah, of she, supernatural. Yes, that's what it is that she gives them like trivia questions yeah like what's the car what's the car make and model you know so dean's mm -hmm. got that one you know uh, what are these dates oh that's you know sam's birthday and then dean's like well my birthday is you know <laughs> the 20 january 24th which no one ever talks about <laughs> yeah. on the show you know and yeah, then you know this is where we learn their birthdays actually is in is, this episode is this episode um and then sam's lsat scores and even sam is like uh <laughs> yeah he's like did <laughs> I <laughs> which i looked up did a little rabbit hole the uh -huh. lsats that score is tremendous oh, on the LSATs. Sam. yep 150 is like the minimum uh -huh. of, of, a, of a decent law uh -huh. school 160 is a top ranking law school and 170 above is like top 10 dang um, yep super smarty pants Sam. So super smarty pants and then of course you know what are dean's favorite song what is dean's favorite song and he gets her mm -hmm. he's like there's two it's a tie <laughs> but they're both they're both led zeppelin yeah. so what was it uh rambling on and travel roadside blues or something riverside blues i can't read my handwriting <laughs> Which I didn't know. So I think this was stuff that we found out in this episode. Yeah. So like you said. Um, but cool. So they passed the test. Hooray! She's convinced. Well, yeah, they they passed the test after they uh, swoop down, you know, show their little chest tattoos there. Oh. Like that's kind of like, oh, okay, I guess you are. And then... Oh, we are real fans. And then, yes. yeah, okay. Yeah, like, beep, beep, boop. And then she's like, oh, I have one too. Beep, boop. And it's on her... Her, her hoopy doop on her booty her back her back booby which i think is funny is that she's like oh my god i i have one too so 
and she like drops her pants and now they're like all in the club together which i think is hysterical yeah. because she like she bends over the desk and starts writing down the like author's address and stuff but mm -hmm. she didn't pick up her pants <laughs> so her pants are still on the ground while she, i mean they don't show that but they also don't show her picking up her pants which i thought was kind of funny i don't think she like, i don't think she dropped complete trow i think she just scrooched them down okay a little quite bit. possible that's just, what she just, did just a little like a little peeky poo yeah a little peeky okay. poo so she gives Carver Edlin's real name, name, which is Chuck Shirley, the genius. Yep. And I like this cut to the slob in a robe. You know? <laughs> yeah. And Chuck Shirley <laughs> is narrating aloud his next story. And what he's narrating are the actions of the boys as they're walking up, you know, trepidatiously to the house. <laughs> terrible writing. Yes. It's absolutely terrible. Giving each other soulful looks and with determination, Dean rings the doorbell, the doorbell with determination. With determination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even Chuck is like, "This is really bad." Yeah, yeah. but he's still writing it. And it's like it's like he's reading the like the stage directions for them. And I just I had to oh, ask yeah, myself, yeah. like, do they? do they have to have those types of stage directions? Because they were wrong. It's like, they weren't, you know, soulfully looking at each other. They didn't determinedly ring the doorbell. You know, I was like, wow, those are really bad stage directions. So they ring the doorbell mm -hmm. <laughs> and Chuck opens the door and he is El Slabo in, you know, in his dirty robe. And obviously somebody who doesn't leave the house much yeah. um, and just, you know, writes terribly. And he's like, you know, hi, can I help you? And they say, we're Sam and Dean from your books, Supernatural. Yes. So Chuck thinks that they're LARPing also. And he's like, oh, <laughs> very funny, you know, or maybe I'll get some posters for you or something. But right. the boys are just not having it. They just barge right on, right in. Yep. Chuck is like, this is a misery thing, isn't it? It's totally a misery <laughs> thing. And he's like, it's not misery. We're not fans. Yeah, we just are. We are we them. Are. Chuck does not believe them. He so still doesn't believe No, them. so they take him to their trunk and they show him their arsenal. And he's like, oh, are these real? real? <laughs> okay, real guns? great. I'm yep. just going to back away <laughs> slowly. <laughs> yeah. So he had a moment where he actually tells them to like get a life. He's like, look, I appreciate the fan. I appreciate the, you know, the fandom, but get a life you know mm -hmm. I, I just coming from the heart this will do you well get a life which was taken exactly from a saturday night live episode where william shatner was um he, he was himself in this episode and he was uh -huh. talking to fans and all the fans kept asking him was like minute details from episodes oh. like in episode 26 what was the safe code when you had to open up the lock yeah, on the yeah. and finally he's like get a life you guys, yeah. you know, move out of your mother's basement, get a life. And they were all so crushed yeah. that he's like, all right, it's just kidding. I was reenacting a scene from, you know, and it like, it fixed everything and made yeah. everything better. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the get a life was directly a William Shatner moment. <clears throat> That's funny. But oh, yes, even boy. after showing him their trunk of weapons um, and asking about angels and Lilith, which were stories that he wrote down, but they never actually got published. Published, right. He's, he still is like, no, okay, this is a prank, right? This is like, you know, Bob set you up to this or somebody. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not until they reveal their last name does he pause and stop. Yeah. 
because he's never told anybody that or written it down anywhere. It's only right. been in his head that their last names are Winchester. Winchester. And Dean is like, it sinks in. It, yeah. it now sinks in for Chuck yeah. that this is this is real. How could it be real? And Sam and Dean are like, doesn't matter right now. What do you know? Yeah. What do you know about Lilith? What do you know about angels? What do you know about what is happening now? Mm -hmm. Since you know everything that's happened before, what's happening now? And Chuck is like, uh, <laughs> it's like he's still stuck on the on the how do I know these things? You know, oh, I yeah. get it. I must I must be a god. Yeah, that that's his answer. I must be a god. And Dean's it's like, the only no. answer, and a cruel, capricious answer. god. Yes, because who else would have made you live through bugs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and ghost ship, you 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 live through ghost ship. They're like, yes, 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 yes. yes. Again. It's fine. We live through it. Can we get on to the Lilith? And yeah. I love that Chuck is still stuck on bad writing. He's like, yes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> P.S. He made a mistake because Red Sky at Morning was not on the book list that was published. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. But I mean, maybe he wrote it. You know, right. it just never like got out into the ether. But Yeah, there's a poster in his house of a ghost ship and it's a reddish poster. So uh -huh. I wonder that's, I mean, clearly it was meant to be a reference, but maybe they just didn't circle back to it. Yeah. Or it could have been for something else. Like mm -hmm. maybe I'm assuming not all of the posters in his house are supernatural related. They might just be other, other cheesy artwork that he books yeah. he wrote. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Sam and Dean, you're not a god. You're just a psychic. That's what we. That's what we're thinking here. Yeah. You know? And somehow you're just super focused, like laser focused on our lives. Yeah. So therefore, you know, that's what you're having visions of is is our lives because you're a psychic. Chuck is like, yeah, but I wrote myself. Is that here? Yeah. He he basically like they ask him like, what's your next book about? And then that's when Chuck is like, oh shit, you know what? <laughs> it's ah, it's like Vonnegut. It's yeah, it's now. Yeah, it's yeah. this. I wrote myself being confronted by my characters in my house. Oh boy, because I oh liked boy. this little uh, this nugget here where he's like, "It's like Vonnegut," and Vonnegut. then Dean is the one who's like, "Well, like which kind five? of Vonnegut?" Yeah, <laughs> Cats in the Cradle or Slaughterhouse Five? So much that was that a Sam, <laughs> Sam was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know what? What? What?" <laughs> See, and I had to look that up too, because I mean, I'm familiar with the names, yeah. you know, but but it doesn't mean anything to me yeah. because it wasn't my my generation, my genre, um, and I'm glad because it seems really surreal. The writing just seems really yeah. He's a he's weird, weird, but um, <laughs> it kind of reminded me of uh, that one episode of Friends, the one episode of Friends where Joey knows the answer to something <laughs> or maybe he corrects somebody's grammar or something right. and everybody and like, just like turns to look at him. He's like, yeah, that's right. I read. <laughs> Joey knows. Yes. Oh gosh. So Chuck, they leave Chuck to, I guess, ruminate over all of this. So the next thing we, next time we see Sam and Dean, they're in a laundry mat doing yes. laundry. It's a very cute little scene. And, and reading 
the pages. Like there's not it's not a book yet, but it's the next pages that Chuck had written. Yes. I believe and, Dean's quote is I'm sitting in a laundromat reading about myself, sitting in a re laundromat reading about myself. Reading about myself. Uh. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Sam is just like, it, it doesn't matter. Stop reading it. We have to mm -hmm. figure out what's going on. And Dean's still reading. He's like, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Like I can't see your face, but your your shoulders are definitely pensive and brooding. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you just thought I was a dick. <laughs> and that's when Sam was like, "Oh wow, oh, it's pretty good." Yeah. So I also love that Dean called it. Um, Sam throws his giant clothes into the dryer <laughs> yes. or something like that. <laughs> Which again makes me wonder if that was like a Jensen thing or yeah, did... right. <laughs> Okay, so, so now we, we cut back to Chuck, who is yeah. having a dream um, about Sam and a beautiful blonde woman who we can only assume is Lilith mm -hmm. by her white demon eyes. White eyes, yep. She's um, like patting the bed. She's like yeah. sitting on a bed and patting it seductively. And Sam is like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, she's like, come hither. And then come hither he comes. Come here um, to me. Sexy time, and then exactly Chuck wakes died. up like, ah, uh, so that can't be good. Right. So he gathers <laughs> the boys, reads the new chapter where Lilith is going to pat the bed seductively, and Sam, unable to resist, lays down, and they succumb to fiery demonic passion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where Sam is like, whoa, 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 whoa. I will not be doing any fiery Demon demonic passion. <laughs> right. And But he's still kind of laughing it off, though. He's like, come on, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Dean is like, no. Yeah, this there's there's something's happening here. He's gotten everything right so far. Why would you be laughing this off? Right. You know, and Sam's like, because me and Lilith, come on. And Dean has to give Sam that look of, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you have the potential to do this. Right. So he asks about Chuck's process, which is just I get a lot of headaches. Aspirin doesn't work. So I drink a lot. And then I have these dreams and then I write them down. So just a little behind the scenes note here. They chose to turn Lilith into a woman this time because mm -hmm. they decided that killing a little girl on screen is where Kripke couldn't do that. And I was like, wow, they, we finally found the line for Eric Kripke. <laughs> but did we? But did we? Because he's done some terrible things to children. He has. I think it was more so Sam killing the little the oh, little girl. Okay. You know, it's like we can't have one of like my boys like murdering okay. a Murder little girl. A little girl. Okay. So they said, let's just grow <laughs> her up. She she can still eat the babies. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but Sam we'll, can't. Yeah, but we'll play more into the seductive side of Lilith's mythology. Okay. Um, I made a note to myself because she's listed as a comely dental hygienist because they're mm -hmm. like, so, because that was one of Dean's issues is that she's a child. You're not going to be having sex with a child, right? Yes. Or was it Sam said that? Somebody. And somebody said it. And uh, Chuck was like, yeah, but she's, she's an adult now and she's this, you know, comely dental hygienist. And I wrote down, I was like, was that in the description for the casting agents to like read out to their clients? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You know? laughs> They're looking to cast a comely dental hygienist. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, like, how do you, how do you respond to that casting call? Right. So now the boys, they try to head out of town with Chuck's pages in hand. 
and they read they read his pages and part of it is Dean gets in an accident with a minivan sees stars while scratching at a pink flower band-aid on his face and then something else about the car's back windshield covered in a tarp that's flapping in the wind neither mm -hmm. of those things seem likely at the moment so they're like right. this is crazy that's just right you know but we should leave town anyway yes let's uh to keep it from happening let's just leave town so therefore it won't happen and they're prevented from leaving town by a bridge being out and it's the only bridge the only in or bridge. out of this town there's only one road in and one road out of this town you know so they're like crap so they see that's you know check one is happening <laughs> you know that they're stuck in town so dean finds uh um what is it? Does this one that he finds the shitty motel? No, they're at the diner next. Oh, they go to the diner to figure out what to do now since they're trapped in town. Yes. And uh, did you know the name of this town? <gasps> Kripke's Hollow. Oh, the town or the diner? The town is Kripke's Hollow. Yeah. Oh, and the diner. Oh, I see. Yeah. And the diner. I is... thought it was just the diner that was Kripke's Hollow Diner. They are in Kripke's Hollow. Yep. So everybody's getting their name called out in this episode. Um, I tried to zoom in on what the image was on the diner's like little place card because it looked like chocolate balls to me, and yes. I was like, that, "Yes, they are Buckeyes, um, oh. which which is a candy treat, and they are delicious. But they're like a peanut butter ball that's only slightly dipped in chocolate, so only um, so there's like a small circle, like, like a an peanut eyeball. butter." Uh, but it looks like a buckeye, which is a, a a tree thing. It's like a tree nut thing, but it's uh, an Ohio thing. I gotcha, think there's which a, is why the Ohio State Buckeyes. There's a sports team somewhere. Yeah, that's a the, sports the, ball team. Yes, yes, sports ball team. That is the Buckeyes. He is from Ohio, yes. so this is all okay. Okay, I'm glad you explained to me what a Buckeye is because I was like, it's just chocolate balls, and that was what was on. <laughs> They're the peanut butter chocolate balls. <laughs> They're delicious. I'll make you some sometime. How would you? I would like that. Um, yes, Kripke's Hollow Chocolate Buckeye Balls. Um, <laughs> so they need to try to do, they've decided they need to try to do the opposite of whatever is written written down. Yeah. Which is very hard for them to do because they start arguing about it and then they have to stop themselves from arguing because that's what they would normally do. Yes, and that's what's in the pages is that they get in a fight um, about something. And instead of fighting, <laughs> they pause and it starts, it turns into I statements, like I feel frustrated yeah. when... <laughs> when you change your mind like that. Yes. Well, yeah. Oh, God, that was funny. And so... The, and, in Dean... and instead of a cheeseburger, no. Dean decides to order the veggie tofu burger. But Sam got a freaking Cobb salad I'm like that's not different but okay but maybe it didn't because say Sam he is ordered in, yeah Sam isn't on board with this yet you know no, he's okay. just like I don't understand why we would do the opposite I want to fight and Dean's like let's not fight we are not this fight is too big for us so right. we're not ready for this fight and Sam is like we're fine you don't order a burger then right okay right and so he Dean's all proud of himself for ordering the tofu burger and then it comes to him, you know, the waitress gives him the the burger and he's like, oh my God, <laughs> this is delicious. Tofu is amazing. And then she comes back. She's like, oops, oops, oops. I gave you the bacon cheeseburger by mistake. <laughs> yeah, so, which, which I thought was fantastic. Um, so again, they're being steered back to the writing. Yeah. And even Sam is kind of like, 
See, the plan isn't really working. Mm -hmm. I don't have faith in this plan. Yep. The next part of the plan is going to a motel, the Toreador Motel, or a hooker inn, as uh, <laughs> one of them said, because they were supposed to stay at a red motel. So now they're yes. going to they're the, going the to a pay by pay by the hour. Pay by the places. hour. Um, on a on a personal note. One of the operas I just finished was The Tragedy of Carmen. Uh -huh. Escamillo is the Toreador who sings the Toreador uh -huh. song. Toreador, Toreador. So um, I was rather tickled by this by the scenes <laughs> in the Toreador <laughs> motel, especially given the artwork inside the, uh, the motel, which was like bulls and you know um matadors yeah <laughs> very masculine yes imagery there uh so inside the room dean preps the place with a bunch of hex bags and basically locks sam in to watch casa erotica even steals <laughs> his laptop so he doesn't do research no research he's like don't do research not watch allowed. porn yep <laughs> and then giggles at himself for that yes. particular <laughs> statement <laughs> And off he goes. Yes, to park the car because in the pages it says that he just drives around all day. But why did he get in the car in the first place? Why didn't he just leave it parked at the motel? sometimes... You just gotta move the car. Dean is not too smart. No, I was that's what I was gonna say. It was like, if it says that he's driving around in the Impala all day, I would just not get in the Impala at all. I would... Correct. But we're not call dating. a cab or something or walk around. Yeah, because, yeah, my sister asked the same thing. And I was like, well, you know, I think what he was doing was he was moving the car so that he wouldn't it would be far enough away that he wouldn't feel like he could just go jump in the car and go if he wanted to. But that, you know, negated the getting in the car to it's go move the car. Totally yeah. failed logic for yeah. many reasons, especially because when he parks the car, immediately some kids tried to carjack it. Like oh he turns God. turns around for three seconds and then when he turns back around, you know, crowbars <laughs> and I mean they are hell bent. And so is Dean. He's like, hey, hey and then steps in front of a moving car, which happens to be a minivan. A minivan um and gets knocked out. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sam has called Chuck over to the motel to talk to him, mainly because he wants to know how much Chuck knows about his process. Yes. And have you, like, what have you seen of me when I'm not with Dean? Chuck knows exactly what he's yeah. asking. Chuck's like, oh, you mean the demon blood? Yeah. You know, and then Sam's like, have, have you written about it? Are you going to write about it? And Chuck says... I'm not going to because I thought it made you less sympathetic. Yeah. <laughs> as a character. And Sam's like, what? He's like, Chuck's like, well, come on, drink yeah. some demon blood. Yeah, that's wrong. You know that that's wrong. Uh -huh. You know, and I was like, oh, ding, 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 ding. Yes. <laughs> but then this, this becomes a nice scene where we finally feel or we hear Sam's thoughts on this His whole thing. Yeah. His plight, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because as of now, Really, the only thing he said about it was that first scene when he decides to with Ruby. We don't know mm -hmm. it yet. You know, he's like, I'm finally ready to take the next step. And then it's not yeah. until several episodes later that, that we like, see oh. what it actually is. Right. We just um, thought it was studying. <laughs> right. Or like, you know, you know a Mr. Miyagi kind of yes, situation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wax but, on, wax off. But yeah. not. <clears throat> nope. And 
he's like, I'm scared because I know what it can do. I can feel it inside of me and I wish that I could stop. Mm -hmm. And Chuck seems pretty sympathetic towards Sam. I mean, yeah. given that he just said that it would make you unsympathetic a character, yeah. he actually is just like, you know, I know how you must feel at like the weight of everything is on your shoulders. You right. know, like you're carrying all the weight and Sam's like, uh, am, am I carrying yeah. all the weight? You know, and and Chuck says, like, well, it kind of seems like the writing's taking us that way. Right. And I'm like, yikes. Yeah. Um, so maybe Sam is the answer to the apocalypse. Right. Right. And he's kind of taking it on himself because he feels like Dean, what does he say, is is different out of, different after he got out of hell. Mm -hmm. um, and he does feel like he's taking responsibility for it. So this little exchange with him you know, Sam is finally getting vulnerable about how he feels about the whole thing and how deep he is in it, whether he realizes it or not. Right. He kind of realizes it, but not so much because Chuck tries to say, well, maybe it just makes you feel stronger or like you're in control, not unlike what drugs do to people. And right. Sam is adamantly like, nope, that's nope, not it. That's not it. He's in yeah. denial phase right now still. Yep. I have to do it because Dean can't. Yeah. And I, yeah. Because Dean's always uh, looking out for me and now it's my turn to look out for him. Yeah. Um, so cut to Dean, obviously mm -hmm. not being strong enough because he's been hit by a car, <laughs> um, wakes up, is seeing stars, uh, and he's got this crazy minivan lady leaning over him and, and apologizing for her daughter who has put band-aids all over his face because she's in a doctor phase. I'm like... You hit a man with your car. He's like, yeah, you're apologizing for the wrong thing. Like, yeah. you don't seem very concerned that you hit a human being with yeah. your car. Who then hit the concrete. Like, who then hit the street, yeah. you know? And was out for who knows how long. But Because your, your kid had enough time to put three Band-Aids on his right. face. You right. know? She's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. And the kid is, you know, stupidly cute. Like, you're our mother now. It's like, all right, good. Let's move on from this yeah. scene. You know, Dean Dean gets himself out of the street and he looks over and he sees the Impala that is smashed. The back window yeah. is smashed out. And he's like, son of a bitch. And go. he sees that he's got pink Band-Aids on his face. And the next thing you see is him driving the Impala with a tarp flapping on the back. Yep. And I was like, I was like, Dean, you played right into it. You could have driven away without the tarp. <laughs> but it's like what were you thinking when you were putting the tarp on the car you know obviously right. i know your windows busted out but were you thinking god damn it you know i have to do this because it's written you know but so anyway yeah um so he drives off to poor chuck's house <laughs> who is buying a lots lot of booze. lots of booze lots of booze and he is just out of his mind about how all of that he writes comes true mm -hmm. <laughs> like jensen's delivery here is just like yeah i just got hit by a minivan chuck and all you can say <laughs> is oh like oh. everything you write about us comes true every single little detail and that's all you can say, you say is, he is at oh. his breaking point now he goes after chuck lunges at chuck but like tell me what you know yeah how are you and doing like this got him slammed up against the wall and suddenly Cass appears and it's like Dean, stop. Don't hurt this man. Yep. He's a prophet of the Lord. What? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And I had to look that up, by the way. Yeah. 
spot because I was like, really profit? What, what are we talking about here with the property yeah. profits? Um, cause yeah, Cass is like, uh, no, what did I write down? I said the a prophet, the primary role was to make known the word of God and were often, um, which often involved calling people back to the obedience of God. Uh, they denounced injustice, um, an idol tree and empty rituals, um, and were often like physically attacked for it because they were calling people out mm-hmm. for their, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, no, this is the word of God. Mm-hmm. This is, mm-hmm. these are the stories I've been told to tell. Um, and so like, uh, a couple of prophets were Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, just to name a few, depending on which book you're reading is there's mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I'm assuming but, Luke was one as well. Luke is not. Ah, Luke was not. And, and I was like, huh, because Cass mentions Luke. Yeah. Because Dean can't believe that this guy, Chuck, I mean, in his disheveled robe and clothes mm-hmm. is, is a prophet of the Lord and cast kind of offhandedly says, yeah, well, you should have seen, you should have seen Luke, meaning the life of the prophet is very difficult. Yeah. But Luke was actually, um, he was more of a, um, a, not, not a commentator, but, um, he wrote down the, the trials of Christ. So oh, he I was see. there writing it down in, in actual time. I see. So he was the, the, the scribe, I know scribes okay. are used later, but anyway, um, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting that he said Luke was a, I think he was referring to Luke as a prophet, but Luke was not a prophet. So it turns out Cass is a big fan of supernatural books, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. Um, and he says, you know, one day these books will be known as the Winchester gospel. And both Chuck and Dean at the same time say, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 these books and a, and a part of me went does Cass know the future is hmm. you know someday these books will be known as the winchester gospel i mean i know that was very tongue-in-cheek you yeah. know you know nod wink to the to the fan base but hmm. you know i was just like does that mean that Cass knows the future uh that's that's a hard question to answer because of all of the free will slash destiny slash you know mm-hmm. path of god things that are going to come up yep so, so if there I'm, is I'm... If, it, if there's a prophet that means that there is a prophecy which means that should yep. be taken as the the word right um, you know, but that... until it's written right nobody knows right so maybe this is just anything that a prophet writes down becomes a gospel because that's part of their job mm, so he's okay. just saying like oh you know this becomes the gospel of uh mark was he one you know <laughs> no, right you know, exactly. whoever okay, was yeah. a prophet is now like this is the gospel of whatever uh, of the book of mark, gotcha. mark the book of chuck um right it's way more philosophical than I wanted to get. <laughs> no, that's okay. But I just thought it was an interesting, because at first no, I was it is like, interesting. oh, that's a, huh. Um, and then I just read my notes in more detail that Luke was a witness to Jesus and his miracles, and he wrote them down as they I happened. So that's what that was. So. Um, so getting back to how do we stop Sam Lilith? That's what that's what Dean wants to know. How do we stop the Sam Lilith thing yeah. and, from uh, happening? And we can't. 
because mm -hmm. like I just said, but in way it's more words, written, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the prophet has, what the prophet has written can't be unwritten can't and be. it shall come yeah. to pass the end, yep. end of story. Like that's it. Pin in it. So back at the motel. Yes. Uh, Dean sees that the uh, motel's uh, sign has shorted out and it no longer says Toreador. All the letters that are left says red. Yes. So he's like, damn it. Yep. It is inevitable. <laughs> like, yep. So I'm just going to get Sam and go. Yep. So he comes in. He's like, you know, let's go get your stuff. We're going to go. Hey, wait, where are all the hex bags? You know, what are you doing? And Sam is saying, I'm going to stay. Yeah, I burned them because yeah. I that you we're never going to get a chance. We've been chasing Lilith this whole time, and now we know that she's coming. This is our one chance. Yeah, yeah. And and he's like, I know what you're afraid of. You're afraid I'm going to go dark side. And Dean's like, Yes, mm -hmm. that is exactly what I'm afraid of. You know. And Sam tries to convince Dean that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. And, and Dean is not really into it because he know he knows a lot of things. He knows that he's super strong now, that he's been using his quote unquote psychic crap, that he was the one who defeated Alistair in basically no problem at all. Yeah, tore him apart. Yeah. But doesn't know how he's right. getting that strong. Neither him nor Cass know. Um, or at least Cass is not telling him. Um, right. Because Cass did tell Dean about Alistair, because we all know that Dean was passed out when that yes. happened, and it was Cass who told him that Sam killed Alistair. Right, right. But didn't know how he did I it. I think that Cass does know, because he knew that he was meeting up with Ruby and doing the other kind of training, because he was the one who told Dean, right? He was like, go to this address, and you're going to find your brother doing something unsavory. Right. Yeah. So I think he knows and is just not. Uh, he's like, it's not, not my place. Not it, my yeah. place now to to uh, to say. Or maybe it's part of the prophecy. Who knows? Who knows? But Sam doesn't reveal it in this moment, so Dean still doesn't know. He just right. starts to leave and then changes his mind at the yep. last minute. Yep. So he uh, he goes out to the soda machine instead. And we find that Dean ha really has no answers left. He has nowhere else to turn. So he actually starts to pray. Mm -hmm. And he can't believe himself that he's praying, but he's <laughs> like, I, I have nowhere else to turn. And so I'm praying. You've, you know, help me, please, please. And Cass appears. Mm -hmm. And of course, Cass has to rub it in his face. Like, hey, that's a sign of faith. You know, that, that's a good step forward. Yeah, good job. <laughs> good job with the praying. Um, but Dean is like, you have to help me. You know, I can't, I don't know what to do. There has to be a way to, you know, to stop this from happening. And Cass says, I cannot, I am not allowed to interfere. Yeah. And Dean is like, I've done so much for you without asking for anything in return. I've stepped up, I've gotten knocked down. You have to help me. You're not going to help me. Screw you. Screw your quest. Screw your God. Screw all of this. And starts yeah. to walk away. Yeah. He's like, when the time comes and you need me, like really need me, don't even bother. Yeah. I will um, not be there for you. So this was a nice glorious speech that he did, but it wasn't quite accurate. <laughs> you know, because yeah, he does the things, but it's not without a fight. 
Like every single time that they ask him to do something, he always throws a fit or he does it without even knowing that knowing they've that asked he's him doing to do it. So yeah. he's not exactly doing it. It's like, oh, I've never asked for anything in return. I've always done it. It's like, well, not, always begrudgingly. <laughs> always begrudgingly, yeah. if not, yeah. if not. Yeah. But also uh, tricked into it as tricked well. Tricked into it, yeah. Yeah. So, but but yeah, <laughs> the only way to get him to do it is to trick him. Um, um, however, yes, Cass doesn't let him leave. He says, "Dean, I need you to understand why I can't do it. It's because the prophet is protected by a very, very, very powerful, powerful archangel, archangel. Excuse me." And if anything threatens the prophet, anything at all, then the archangel will be forced to destroy that anything yep. that might be yep. threatening him. Wink, wink, nudge, wink, nudge. Wink, wink. And Dean is like, so <laughs> what you're saying is if we put a demon in the room with the prophet, the archangel will appear and destroy the demon. And Kaz is like, that seems to be what would happen. Uh, yes, yeah. like my, the mightiest, <laughs> like the mightiest wrath of heaven would rain down upon that demon. But just so you know, that's why I can't help you. Yes, slide, you know, side eye up oh, to heaven. Oh my god! You know, and then there's the, you know, well, thanks, Cass. You know, then they have their little their moment of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Dean heads to Chuck to enlist him to fight, and despite his grand speech uh, to try and rouse him up to the plate, uh, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> Chuck is God, like, that was funny. It was so funny. That was a, such a great scene because it was like rising, building heroic music while yes. Dean is saying, you're going to step up. I need you to do this for me, Chuck. Come on, you can do it. And you see Chuck kind of stand up a little bit taller, uh -huh. a little bit braver. And then he turns and goes, no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the music stops, goes to silent. <laughs> amazing. Uh, oh, amazing. God. So no then Dean is like, fine, if you won't come, then I'll either shoot you or... Um, or, or I'll no. shoot you. Yeah, there's like, there's no or. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. let me, all right, so how about this? I have a gun and, uh, you know, I'm just going to shoot you ahead. And then Chuck was like, yeah, but I thought you said I have an archangel. And Dean's like, well, let's see who's faster on the draw then. Yeah. <laughs> and the look on his face said he didn't care one way or the other. If he, yep. if he killed Chuck or if he, he was killed by an archangel, he didn't care. Yeah. So. Cut to Sam awaiting and finding a beautiful grown-up Lilith in his yes. motel room which i kind of hated this reveal because there's like a knock on the door and he opens it there's nobody there and then he yeah, turns and around she's, she's already him. in the room yeah. and she's like we've been waiting for this you know it's like dun 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 and mm -hmm. i was like what are we doing dun 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 we knew she was coming <laughs> you know the only reveal is that she's the blonde woman that we already saw in chuck's dreams yeah so not yeah. i hated that so, so big surprise <clears throat> She tries to get control of the knife. She notices the sneaky devil's trap under the rug before she even crosses it and yeah. simply just burns a line through it with her fingertips. You know, it's right. nothing, nothing at all. And then they try the like to like mind blast each other or like Sam was like, all right, well, I can't get yeah. you with try the knife. This. I'm gonna try this. Mm -hmm. And all it does is like blow her hair back dramatically. Yes. You know? <laughs> And then, you know, she admits that she is powerless against Sam and she doesn't yeah. know why. Um, so they're and, kind of at a standstill here. Yeah. 
And so Lilith is like, well, I know, um, I know how to end all this. And the, you just have to make a deal with me. Yep. It's like, she said, I will stop breaking the seals. I will stop this whole, uh, Lucifer thing. Oh, but she, all the, all that he needs to do is like sacrifice himself and his brother. So that's the trade is like, she will stop chasing all of the seals because she has seen foreseen her death before the apocalypse starts like all the fun stuff is going to start but she's going to be dead so she doesn't want to be dead so she's like i'll stop if it would for you and your brother's head on a plate or something she calls it the winchester way of sacrificing (laughs) yourself (laughs) which i quite enjoyed um and uh but if you agree it takes more than just a kiss to uh to seal a deal with me and that's where the whole like rubbing the bed pat, 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 pat pat comes into play and so Sam's like, well, all right. And then yeah. steps in to do the sexy time and instead reaches for the devil's knife or Satan's blade or whatever it is. The, the demon, demon, the demon blade. blade. Wow, it's been a while since <laughs> yeah. I've looked at that. The devil's knife. Uh, the demon blade, which Lilith handily, you know, wrestles away from Yeah, him. it's like she pretty much saw that coming a mile away. That was yeah. no fight whatsoever. Yeah. So Dean honestly was right. After all, it's like they, you know, no, you guys, we aren't ready for this fight for this demon. Right. But right. In any case, I Chuck the Prophet has entered the room uh, <laughs> <laughs> with his trusty Dean. Yes. <laughs> in, in yes. I am the Prophet Chuck. Uh, that was very much of a I carried a watermelon moment from from <laughs> Dirty Dancing, but. and uh, and Lilith is like, "Are you joking? Like this is what interrupts her moment is you know Chuck, yeah." <laughs> and uh, and suddenly the room starts shaking. The you know the wind starts blowing, um, and there's uh, a bright the, light like coming from is it the ceiling anyway there's like a bright light coming from somewhere Dean's somewhere like, ha, ha, ha. Aha. there's an archangel, archangel on his way you. yep and Lilith is like really and then she waits a little bit longer and then I think she realizes that yes indeed there is an archangel coming yeah like fine uh, I'm out yep and smokes out and the you know the beautiful comely uh dental hygienist collapses on the floor uh, and the archangel does not appear now that the demon is gone. Yes, the danger's gone, so the archangel is gone. Were there, I don't know if you've looked at any bloopers of this uh, episode yet, but were there a lot of bloopers in this scene? Mm-mm. Because they had a really hard time filming this. Like I read, they were like, we just could not stop cracking up. You know, it was just, it must have just been the whole, like, putting your hand hokey. up with the, it was yeah. kind of hokey. Yeah, um, I did not see, I didn't see a lot. There's a lot for this season, but I didn't see a lot for for this this episode. episode. Yeah, I was just curious. Yeah. Okay, Lilith is gone. Bummer. Lilith is gone. Um, And so now we see Sam and Dean driving away in the Impala. Yep, we'll drive and talk. Mm -hmm. Flappy, flappy, (laughs) flap. Um, And so Sam's answer to basically all of this is, Lilith, Lilith is scared. Lilith is running from what, you right. know, uh, and and he knows that she's not going to survive the apocalypse. But is Sam's answer to that is because I won't let her. Yeah, he's like I will make sure of that. Yeah, you know, and and Dean asks like, so did you at any point, you know, 
think about going through with the deal. And Sam's like, come on, you know, you've been pushing me away from Lilith this whole time. And now you're wanting me to say that I did think about taking her deal. And he says, you know, had we, I, you know, I did, I think thought about it, but she would have weaseled out of it. And then we would have both been dead. And then, you know, the apocalypse would still happen. And so what's the point? Right. But, you know, so that's the only answer they have though, is that Lilith is scared. Lilith knows she dies before the apocalypse starts. So, And Dean did seem a little surprised that she wanted to make that deal. Yeah. And he's like, oh, interesting. Did not think that it would have uh, gone that way. You know, that mm-hmm. that that meetup would not have been discussing, like, her quitting. <laughs> right. Right. So off they drive. And that's not the end of the episode. No, because now we're back at Chuck's house, who has a massive dream about something that something we that don't we see. don't see. All his other flashes we saw. This mm-hmm. one, we don't. Right. And and he wakes up suddenly and painfully. Yes. Uh, to Zachariah. Yes. In his house. Yes. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. And Chuck Chuck doesn't say yes, but he's like, "Is that is that really what what happens?" Mm-hmm. You know, Zachariah's like, well, "I don't know. Did you see it?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Chuck can't take it. He's like, "I." No, this is, I can't put Sam and Dean through this. I'm not yeah. going to write it. I'm not going to write it. And Zachariah's like, where are you going? And he's like, I'm going to no, go kill first, myself. First he tries, he's like, I got to warn Sam, Sam and oh, Dean. Oh, okay. Zachariah says, absolutely. You will not tell them about their destiny. And then he's off to go kill himself. And Zachariah says, no, suicide is futile too, because we'll just bring you back. We'll just bring you back. So you might as well just write it. Yep. You know, because Chuck's like, what do I do? And Zachariah says, Write it down. Yep. Just keep writing. And uh, and so we're seeing a, a, an even more evil side of Zachariah. Yeah. You know, conniving from the first time we meet him to now being like downright, you know, deceitful. I mean, more deceitful, cryptic and evil. And cryptic, yeah. He's yeah. being like, um, I don't know. He's definitely not on team free will, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that leaves us with what the hell is in store. Yeah. You know, if Chuck, if Chuck is already sympathetic to Sam and Dean and what he saw was so painful, uh-huh. uh, like what is, what is happening? What's going to happen? Right. That he was willing to kill himself so as not to put Sam and Dean through it. Right. Or have to see any more of these uh, visions or maybe even to live through the like whatever happens, you know, what right. what the end result is like, well, I don't want to live in that world. Right. Right. I wrote down the notes to myself. I wrote down lots of wrath, heaven's anger and fear. Mm. There's like this episode with the messages were all about the wrath of heaven mm-hmm. and the the fear and uh anger yeah so anger of if you don't do what i want you to do yeah yeah like like heavenly anger Uh like somebody it's not it wasn't always it's not all about the apocalypse apocalypse it was more about the fear of what's going to rain down on you from heaven right okay so a few little fun facts about this episode um the story for this was inspired by 
an assignment that Kripke gave his writers that I <laughs> I feel like he gives them a lot now that I read it out loud. <laughs> the assignment was think of a movie you like and we'll do a supernatural twist on it. Oh. So the movie this was based on, could you do you want to give a guess? Uh um no. Okay. It's okay. I no. would not I would not have guessed it right either. Uh Stranger Than Fiction. Nope. I never would have gotten there. Um and the supernatural twist that they did, Sarah Gamble and Julie Siege said, Oh, we'll make him a prophet. We'll make the author a prophet, which fits in tucks in nicely with the season's mythology and for the rest of the uh the show, I guess. <laughs> so all the writers of course you know they put in little bits of themselves into chuck but mostly it's based kind of the visualized on kripke like that's who right. they <laughs> pictured when they were writing him that also kind of explains why all of the the name drops of the other characters are right. little last names of other writers and stuff like that um this was kripke's favorite episode of season four and it <laughs> It won Best Episode Television Category in the 2009 Portal Awards at the Sci-Fi Entertainment News website, Airlock Alpha, which I have never heard of before, <laughs> but it won hey, an it's award. it's an award. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Um, I, I got a glimpse of the next episode and I forgot, I forgot about the monster in it. I recognized oh, the characters, but I right. forgot about the, the monster story. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh no, what, do I, <laughs> what how does this, you That know? one I remember, this one I did remember, but I forgot the Lilith twist. Mm -hmm. um I, she's really small in this episode yes yeah, she was i kind of forgot that she was in it at all yeah. um and i also forgot that she foresaw her future you know mm. but that little bit of her saying like oh okay i'll stop because i don't want to die i forgot that completely but yeah, i do remember she's... this episode otherwise very well because it is one of my favorites I, I loved it more this time because the the book covers, the cover art, yeah. the whole idea of the stories and of the, you know, gospel of the Winchesters means so much more to me now. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, God, just that the book art was phenomenal I because know. I read romance books. Oh, I was 100%. No. <laughs> I read those bodice rippers. <laughs> I never uh, bought a, I, oh my God, I did have a Fabio cover. Oh, now I didn't buy wow. it because of Fabio. I always thought that the Fabio covers were just too, I was like, what man is this? And then when I found out he was <laughs> oh, a real, is that a real man? model, <laughs> a real man and a model, I was like, what, this is a thing. Yeah. It's not just some artist rendition of what, you know, a man thinks a woman wants in a man. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, yes, I did read romance books. I mean, voraciously um <laughs> but so that's why these these covers tickled me for one thing uh but also just because it's having trying to picture dean like looking at this the cover of the books like himself <laughs> on the cover of these books 
oh god i just loved it i loved it it just means so much more to me than had i had just been watching this in ep- in order for the first time it yeah. wouldn't have i would have been like right by i wouldn't yeah. have noticed it yeah the art department did a really good job with those covers <clears throat> I, I bet i bet they had a blast yeah I guess now and the big question is, is that Bobby or is that the redneck from the back? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but just to really reiterate, I did love this episode. One of my favorites. I, I enjoyed pretty it. much everything about it. There, I, I enjoyed it immensely. Really no notes. Um, so that was the monster at the end of this book. Next. Who is the monster? Well, it could be a number of things because we're not at the end of the book yet. So I'm gonna say gonna leave think, that there. Oh. Oh, go ahead. I, I was gonna say I think Chuck thinks it's himself based on how how it how it ends for Chuck. Mm-hmm. And as a writer, um not wanting them to read the end of the book. Um, I'm gonna say Chuck thinks that it's him. It's hard for me to answer this knowing what is coming. If you, if you stop at the end of this episode and you don't go any further, if you just go with this book, this episode, I would say because Chuck is now the bearer of the bad news, we don't know what that bad news is. Yeah. But he doesn't want anyone to get to the end of the book. He doesn't want Sam and Dean to get to the end of the book because he knows there's a monster at the end of the book. Right. And because he's the writer, that's just my two cents. In this, for this book, for this episode, for this moment I know, in time. It's, it's really hard for me to separate this episode because it could be, you know, it could be Sam. Sam could mm-hmm. be the monster. Like, what road is he going to go down? Mm-hmm. It could be I mean, the he, monster himself. It could be Lucifer. Could you be know, Lucifer. Literally, like, yeah. what is the monster that they're going to face at the end of the book? I don't know. Right. All these philosophical questions that have come out of this silly little episode. The silly little episode, which I loved. I yes. really did. So next week, we will be talking about Jump the Shark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do know what this is in reference to. Yes, I, I do know what this is I love this title in reference to this episode. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your patience as we, uh, for letting us put up all of these replays <laughs> while we deal with, I don't know. <laughs> what we thought me, was going to be an easy summer. <laughs> me being a dysfunctional adult. Um <laughs> Oh God, we tried. We had every intention. I just want to put that out there. Every so, week we had every intention of, of getting an episode out there. We yeah. tried and it just didn't work. It so, didn't. so thank we, you anyway for putting up with yes. us. And I hope that just giving you something to listen to in the meantime, provided you some semblance of happiness. Um, please subscribe to us uh, anywhere that you can find us on a podcast platform. Please rate us anywhere that they allow a rating. Uh, I think it will encourage us to do more and do better. (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on YouTube. We are, I think, just one episode away from having all of our catalog up on YouTube, which is amazing. And wow, I never thought it would get there. Um, And yeah, that's it. Thank you again. We appreciate you. Oh, you can find us on social media too. We're at Salt and Burn This everywhere. Including threads. Yes. Threads. Not yes. X. No, not yet. Well, I mean, we are, I guess, on we X. We are on X, um, but my it's... thing still hasn't changed over, so I'm still on Twitter. Oh, you are? I yeah, haven't even checked it. Oh, yeah. Mine still <laughs> says Twitter. We're also on Mastodon, but not as much. So, I mean, if there's someone who's a, a Mastodon fan, let us know and we'll keep 
posting on Mastodon, but it didn't. Mm. It was it's a little hard to keep up on all of the platforms, and yeah. Mastodon just wasn't full speed ahead for us. But Threads, we're going. Woohoo! Okay, Thank and with you. that, we will say goodbye for this week, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.